0: I tweeted that. Hello.
1: Welcome. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of Drive for Show, Bet for Doe.
0: What a weekend. (laughs) That's an awful musical interlude. Just to start with that, it's just horrendous.
1: (laughs) Which made me want to do it even more because I knew how bad it would be. The audio
0: quality was shocking, but... um, it was yeah it was
1: but so well yeah if you follow the twitter you will have heard that already because toby tweeted that link out himself about how heartbroken he was um oh i'm slightly speechless with with what right let but you know before let, let's let's compose ourselves
0: Set we the have scene. Some,
1: welcome welcome to the podcast toby how are you doing
0: i'm good i'm in a good mood
1: Wow, that makes that a change.
0: Well, I don't think that's fair.
1: <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. But you know, you've got reason to be in a good mood. We, the pod, me and you, and the podcast, have got some good news for the listeners. We do. Would you? Would you like to tell the listeners, or shall I?
0: Are we? I. I are we talking about my runner-up finish?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Or are I'm we not. talking about the fact that we're going to become? housemates in the new year
1: yes we're taking our podcast relationship to the next level and moving in with each other um yeah gonna it's need to find a crib. relationship
0: just so everyone's aware <laughs> to make that um, fully clear <laughs>
1: yeah we're gonna need to find a nice little crib with a with a little podcast studio in podcast it All this- also should, um, in with. Also in with a big man, JME. So I'm sure he'll make a podcast appearance or multiple appearances at some point whenever he feels feels like sticking his head in. Shout out, JME.
0: Another huge golf fan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not so much golf fan, but I was thinking we could do something funny like like JME's random pick every week where he just comes in for like five minutes and just randomly picks someone and goes, this is, no, this is my person for the week. I think that could be quite funny. Um, but yeah. That's pretty exciting. It's going to be better for the podcast as well because you might have noticed over the last few weeks having some pretty shoddy audio quality where our conversations have been out of sync and it makes it sound like we're talking over each other. Um, So hopefully being in the same same place will help dramatically with all of that good stuff. Um, So that's cool. I had something else I wanted to say, but it's completely slipped my mind. It slipped my mind. Oh yeah, that was it. Today, episode 11, we're obviously going to go over and talk about the RSM Classic. A great week, a great week for the podcast. The closest we've ever come. There's no promises Toby's ever come by a country mile. And then, because there's no PGA Tour week next week, we thought, you know, we could just not do it this week. But obviously, Toby came so close this week that we had to do an episode this week because... Leaving it to next week just wouldn't have felt right, so we are going to do some picks are we are, we haven't actually spoken about whether they're going to count or not are they going to count
0: uh, i I had I was having this internal debate because obviously with the win I now have first pick and I mean this field is garbage so I don't have a clue okay. but
1: okay. Okay, we, we'll, we'll we'll veto this one then. I think that's that's probably fair on you. But you I feel know, like some... yeah,
0: we're doing the PGA Tour season.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. So we, they won't count for our, mine and Toby's little game, uh, but we will give some tips for the, uh, it is called, what's it called, oh, my Lord? It's
0: called the Alfred Dunhill Championship. Yep. Not the, to be mistaken Alfred- with the old Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship.
1: That's true. It's in South Africa at Leopard Creek, which is an unbelievable golf course, by the way. Unbelievable. Unbelievable golf course. Really cool. So, you know, if you're not from Europe and you're unfamiliar with this tournament and you're in the States, check it out this week. You know, give our guys a give whoever we go for. a, uh, Keep updated with it. I've got some good
0: good course info, some good course knowledge for the listeners late, but we'll get on to that Later. That's good.
1: Had, that's good. I've had a busy day today, so I haven't had much time. So that's, that's good. Um, right. The, oh, and I completely miss, missed out. So because it's only a European tour event this week, we, we posted on the Instagram earlier on um, for you to give us our quest- some questions to answer. So we've got about 40 questions. Some of them will be very quick answers. Some of them will be a little bit more conversational. Um, but we will try and get through all of those as well, time dependent. But that should be that should be quite fun as well because there are some lots of people taking shots at Toby. I didn't don't think I got any shots at me, but a lot of shots at Toby. So that's going to be fun. Um,
0: like you're just a walking shot at yourself.
1: All right, relax.
0: <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you told me to come prepared, so I come prepared, ready to fall from the
1: hip. Yeah, but these shots aren't from me. These shots are from the people, not from me. So I had nothing to do with them. Um, Right. Let's go. The RSM Classic. Well, goodness. You had Kevin Kisner. Let's be honest. We liked all of our picks. All four of of our picks, both of us, liked all of them other than i was skeptical, than, skeptical on patrick rogers
0: i'll be honest you with were
1: you. skeptical you were skeptical on patrick rogers but you didn't even listen to what i was saying about patrick rogers until after the podcast so you liked him more after the podcast when you actually listened back and actually paid some attention and realized i still don't
0: think i still actually when, when i listened back i still didn't notice what you said
1: you didn't, did you? Because you just don't, you just tune out for my voice, which is fair enough. No, you know, I, I
0: just I feel like you only only must have briefly touched on the. I wasn't going
1: to say it a, a billion like, times. It a was it? I, said, I said, yeah, I said when I spoke about him, a full sentence saying, you know, he he's got some form around this golf course, and he's come second here before he lost in a playoff, so he likes the track. Was pretty much what I said. So you know, not just he's got four around this golf course or something very brief. So, you know, it's fine. I'm, o- I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, shit week from me. It happens. You deal with it. I've been quite good over the last few. I had Jason Day the week, but uh, two weeks before that at the Houston and I had Webb Simpson that placed on Skybet at the Masters. What can you do? Or, well, you know. And you made Lowry, not long
0: before that. that so.
1: Yeah, uh, Lowry I thought was a good bet. Um, in the end, I did say I preferred people that didn't play at the Masters, but I still went for Lowry. Lowry, I think you just saw a Masters hangover there, which probably, I sh- there were loads of guys that were up there that like, had serious reason for backing them. Obviously, Kisner, formed around the golf course. Streb, who won, formed around the golf course. Uh, Zach Johnson, who finished T6, just outside the places, uh, lives at this golf course. So it's like, there was some, you it know. It uh, very maybe-
0: much uh, horses for courses week.
1: Yeah, exactly. So Robert let's start with Streb, because Streb was the eventual winner. Um re- played really, really well. I mean, when it comes to a playoff, it can go it can go either way, can't it? It was a shame it really looked like at one stage or multiple stages that it was gonna go Kisner's way. Obviously, you had Kisner forty to one. So that would been it. that would have put you into the positive if he'd won. For your PL yeah, pot, which is the most important metric, by the way, this nine-one business doesn't mean shit. Um, but yeah, what a week for kids! I mean, I was rooting for him as well, even though he wasn't my pick. I'm all, I'm all, all for back in the podcast picks. Um, sum well, it up, he,
0: he pots like an absolute, absolute wizard. The guy just draining it from all over the place. Um, but yeah, there
1: think... was that one, wasn't there? The par, par,
0: the par, par, yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, as we said, as I've said, it's, it's a horses for courses track. Um, he's won there before 2015, Strebs won there before 2014. Um, but he made like Kisner made one bogey, bogey all week. First three days, he was just sh- shooting four unders with his eyes closed. And then comes out yesterday and goes, I think, yeah, was it four? Yeah, four under front nine. And I'm like, shit, he's in this. I think by the time Streb made the turn, he was two back. And then I think by about the 13th, Streb made a bogey. And then on the hole ahead, Kisner was down the bottom of like a, a big ridge. And the commentators are like, he's sixteen from sixteen scrambling this week, but this is his toughest one yet. Like, this is pretty much the point where I turned on to fully watch. And it's steep hill, and he he literally just kept it on the top of the ridge of the hill. But how far would you say that putt was? Fifteen foot.
1: It was more than that. I think it was it was closer to twenty foot, and the the way it went in as well was an emotional putt because it literally last roll in the front door. Fist pump, fist pump moment for you there. Yeah, it but was I pretty
0: felt having I didn't watch all week. I mean, I was struggling having the hours of golf I watched in Masters week. It was I kind of took a weekend of off watching too much, but every time I did turn it on. Just see Kisner draining pots. He was he tweeted a few as well, so I was well aware that the the putter was hot. And I just <laughs> felt like I knew he'd hold it before he even hit it.
1: Yeah, it, it was it was good. It just crept in the front door, in it? But you know,
0: as soon as he got we'll in say, front, I was like, "He's won." I thought I was I was being yeah. very careful not to say anything because uh, I have a bit of a bit of a yeah. habit of tempting fate and making this early calls. So I was, I was
1: remaining calm. But- well, Streb, uh- Streb birdied 17 to get level with Kisner in the clubhouse and then parred 18 to take it to a play. So it's like it really was in Kisner's clutches. And then Kis is literally position A down thingy. Streb's in the bunker, short of the bunker, makes an unreal up and down for par. And is birdie pup like, looks Just good scary. all the way and then just misses on the low side. So it, he was so close to getting the win. And then a ridiculously unlucky break down 18 again in the second playoff hole, because he didn't hit a bad drive. He was literally half a foot from the, from the semi-cut and absolutely buried, no chance of keeping it on the green. because the. Luck. I mean, you you said to, I said to you, I know Streb hit an unreal shot in there, but if he's in the fairway, he's given himself a part of birdie. He was playing super well, he would have had a really good chance of matching Streb's unreal shot because he was in that.
0: Yeah, because he was, and the bounce—it was—it was a dodgy bounce as well, wasn't it? That kind of, yeah. it kind of exactly. it off the fairway. But I guess that's what happens. But um
1: it was—he's was now unlucky. five and zero.
0: I think Dave said he was four and zero going in, in playoffs. Yeah, which yeah. actually surprises me, given he is a bit of a match play specialist. That's-
1: yeah, he's pretty mentally strong, isn't he? Not much seems to phase him. Although he just isn't like,
0: he's not a if we're being brutally
1: honest, he's not a world class. He he is a world class goal, but he's not. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm phrasing this incorrectly. He's I, but the kind I
0: feel of bloke that he's got three PGA Tour wins, and I reckon he'll pick up he'll pick up a couple more throughout his career. But he's never going to be world number one. He's never going to yeah, win a major. Spot-
1: yeah, you're you're uh you're pretty accurate that one.
0: But you're as, pretty accurate think, that one. I think he's aware of that. What did he say? He like, there's a few quotes of him where he came out. He came out a few weeks ago, didn't he? And say when DJ's on, I just step aside and add to my bank account. So I think. Yeah,
1: I think that that, that quote was quite a while ago. But yeah, he, he yeah he's well aware of the limit, the limitations of his game in terms of the, uh, his overall position in world in world golf he's very aware of that i think which is quite funny and refreshing at the same time um, he basically i there was yeah like on the same lines he said when he turned up at beth page black for the was it the us open like beth page black's one of the toughest tracks in the world and he turned up and was just like well, it was a us open setup and he was just like i have no i literally i'm turning up here i have no chance this week like if i break par in one in any round this week it'll be an an unbelievable result for me <laughs> so it's like it's it's a tough one but yeah i mean a bet uh, you know he didn't get the win but he placed very easily it's a t- it's a it's a payout it's a payout it's a PL game could you be in front mean, of we're in the good, P&L? correct the podcast is in good form the podcast is in very good form all in all, all things considered. I mean, um, we
0: couldn't and we couldn't get any closer to a win. So, makes yeah, think we, we're, in, you, we're knocking. We're knock, not knock, knocking.
1: We are knocking. We're def, we're definitely knocking. Shout out to Bern Wiesberger as well. Just proving that you can play on the European tour and just rock up in in the states and finish T four.
0: Um, I think yeah, he prob- will be. I think they alluded to it in the commentary yesterday, but he. He, I think, is thinking, or has mentioned, sort of going, taking his PGA tour card like full time. Or I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, most people—that's m- most people's ambition, isn't it—to to get out there. But it's just proof of the talent pool that is over there on the European tour. They're not just you know two They're bob marks bums. playing in Europe. They're not bums. You're you're you are correct. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, there's, uh, there's not masses, masses more.
0: Nah, you, I didn't, talk- I didn't really, I didn't watch too much. It's not like, it's good to have a little, to keep the picks, but it's not, it wasn't a big event. It wasn't that exciting. The course wasn't exciting enough to.
1: I, I was surprised. I liked the, co- no, I like the look of the golf course. The golf course looks pretty awesome, looked pretty awesome. Um, I was surprised Mackenzie Hughes missed the cut, considering you found out after the podcast. Yeah. After you picked him, he actually won there.
0: His PGA Tour win was there. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised, it's surprise. but then we—it's one of those ones, isn't it? When we were both like, "Why is he? What's he doing at sixty to one?"
1: Yeah, bookies proved correct, didn't they? In the end, but, then, but it was weird. He we had good form going in. There was no reason. There was no indication. I couldn't see any indication that he he was going to miss the cut. Yeah, unless. Unless, yeah, I don't know, unless he was ill or uh, a yeah, slight knit
0: injury or something. Like that. The, only, the only guy, obviously, you, I thought I was going to take Larry, you took him. The only other guy that I might have picked would have been Munoz, who I did actually know this, but yeah. forgot to mention it on the podcast. He came third there the year before. Yeah. But he had a shocker. He was like seven yeah. over par, miscart.
1: I think. That kind of guy from Masters week would take a lot out of you. Probably his, was his first Masters, wasn't it? You know, that's definitely going to take its toll if you're then playing directly the week after.
0: Yeah, and he's been playing um, a lot of golf.
1: Yeah, he has. Yeah. Oh, don't start. Don't start talking. Did him play this week? He did play this week, didn't he? I think he might miss the cut.
0: Yeah, he
1: did. Yeah. Again, considerably it's different Season track path. to
0: be fair. Considering its closeness to Augusta, a very um, different yeah, was on the of golf scene.
1: course. It's it's definitely it'd be on my bucket list of courses to go and play. But we'll save that conversation for for a different for a different podcast because that's definitely a cool conversation to have. Is is bucket list bucket list golf courses? Um, is there anything? I mean, great week for you, mate. Congratulations! It's nine one. You're off the board after ten episodes. In the tenth episode, I didn't make it a ten stretch. Yeah, good
0: to get good to get in there before you reach double figures. But yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we can pick up a few more Maya Cobra next week. Uh, I think should bring out a fairly decent field.
1: Mm, maybe I think a lot of guys are gonna are gonna can it for the for the year but we'll see and
0: Todd defending
1: unless you're I guess a lot of the Europeans I've seen their Instagram posts of oh nice to finish out the year on a bloody bloody but you never know
0: a few interesting picks there actually when you look at next year's
1: the European the Europeans aren't going to stay another week in the States and then and then head doing back. nothing in the start. like Again, they're just going probably likely to just head back. Jason Dale had a decent week again. T twelve, fourteen under. We did mention him in the in the podcast. Harris English as well. I, like, I was almost annoyed I like, didn't pick him because he was like a no brainer. Good, good. Yeah. pick. And
0: he was playing lights out
1: yesterday. The guys that just missed out on uh, just missed out on the Masters, like you say, people like Harris English, like. Uh, I know you said Mackenzie Hughes, but you know, you know, you could see the, the Masters week missing out on Masters week. You could right see the fire in his eye. That yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool, and you know, we we spoke a lot about Kisner there, but Robert Streb, a gr- uh, great win for him, hasn't won on the PGA Tour for ages. Um, You've got won quite at strong views on his well, swing, have you not? It, it does make me feel pretty. Yeah ill. I
0: think they described Watch. it as a ten finger grip.
1: Yeah, he has a baseball grip, doesn't he? But it's the it's not that. It's the it's the way the way he like finishes with with it like straight down his back like he's just hit a baseball. Bizarre. Strange. It's not sexy, but you know, it's clearly swing got the job done playing. this week.
0: Swing, swing.
1: swing your swing. Swang your swang. But yeah. Okay then. It is uh like we said at the start, slightly different show this week earlier saying send your questions in can be about anything about me and toby about our opinions on stuff in the golfing world there's e- there's a few questions in there that aren't even related to golf but oh, we'll answer
0: i'm them. shocked i'm shocked
1: you can't be shocked surely but <laughs> we will are we will answer them we will answer them um there's some there's some there's actually some very good questions and uh one Really, really good question from someone who has like zero interest in golf whatsoever. <laughs> I was shocked when it came in. I was, yeah, really, very good question. But we will go through, we'll go through all of them. Um, so the first, I'm going to go through it in order as well, in the order that they came in. So some of the questions are from the guests, from people that we've had on the podcast already. So you know who those guys are. So the first question is from one of those guys. It's from David O'Donnell and it's for Toby. And it's a sh- it's a shot, it's a straight shot. It's did Toby back his pick last week?
0: No, I did not. I mean, it's a shot, but I think <laughs> I've made it quite I think I even said on the podcast last week that I won't be betting.
1: You did. It's a shame
0: it's a shame I mean can you blame me on the form I'm in I've been in? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: And you're I'd right, also babe. say Matt doesn't bet on all of his picks either.
1: No, yeah, yeah I know. I, I don't don't claim to bet on, bet on all of them. I did bet on Patrick Rogers this week, and I lost five pounds of my hard. Yeah, but catch. that
0: is a that to be honest, that was a one off from from you. But it's yeah, just yeah.
1: Just, from the last just, few,
0: it's just we we're picking thirty to one plus. It's not. We're not saying we're definitely betting on it and we're not recommending that anyone else bets on our picks, but if you hopefully like them. they find our podcast a useful insight.
1: Yeah. And if you like a pick from time to time and you want to have a little 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 go on one of them, then you know, feel free. But yeah, you're right. Dave is a Dave is a proper hardcore gambler, any, so that's
0: And I'm, an I'm risk averse.
1: You're risk averse, so that's that's this that's a shot from Dave from you, Dave to you. That's the first of a few shots. The all right. The next two questions are good conversational questions. The first, the first what? They're both from Joe Fitzgerald, good friend of the podcast. You don't know him, uh, Toby, but I'm sure you'll meet him at some point when we move in together because he's a boy. Um, the first one is how many more majors does Tiger have left in him? I'll let you go first.
0: I, right, personally, can't see him winning anything not at Augusta, and
1: there's a lot of tracks that you're underestimating that the Tigers played extremely well at over the years.
0: I had my week on the Tiger train last week.
1: <laughs> it didn't fill you with confidence. <laughs>
0: You can like it just kind of confirmed all my all my concerns that his body's not there anymore, and I feel like if he doesn't win one of the net, I think there's quite a few coming up in the next. Actually, no, we've got what we've got four more next year. Yeah. If he doesn't win one of them, then I'd say none. I'd
1: go out there, put my neck on the line, and say that. Yeah, I mean, I I'm going to put my neck on the line the other way and say that he breaks Nicholas's record. Just, just.
0: How just many there. more does he need now?
1: Four or three, maybe Nicholas three or four. Nicholas
0: is eighteen, yeah, and he's on fifteen.
1: Yeah, so he needs four. Wow, that's four quite the last quarter.
0: Three to match it. I just I wow. feel like
1: that is a push that's a, <laughs> that's
0: a big push and the, the quality just, of guys that are
1: there now I know I know but you know I'm 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 the little boy in me wants it to happen the little boy in everyone that's grown up in the, over the last 20 years would, what would would think that his career deserves to be known as undoubtedly the greatest golfer to ever walk the face of this earth and having the most majors would certainly confirm that so
0: but i i mean maybe uh, maybe nicholas maybe uh, he i'm too young to appreciate it but yeah i just i don't think you can compare i think tiger woods has changed the world of golf completely
1: yeah. yeah, he he has he has for sure. But changing the world of golf doesn't necessarily mean that you are the great the greatest of all time. But that is that's a debate. That's a whole different debate in itself. The Woods versus Nicholas thing. I'm pro Woods, by the way. Yeah. I, I, but I also at the same time don't want to discredit the incredible career that Nicholas had. I no, I think he has at least one more left in him. Yeah. I think he has at least one more left in him. I think really?
0: I think if he doesn't win in April, if he doesn't win Augusta in April, count him out. And I don't think he'll win Augusta in April.
1: I don't. I'm not fair. sure
0: we'll even see him again till April.
1: I disagree with you. No, he'll play Farmers Insurance. Joe told me because he's a big, big. The reason he said that is because he's a big, big Tiger fan. The Farmers Insurance is at Torrey Pines, which is a renowned Tiger track. Um, for him, absolutely cleaning up on, so he reckons he'll play at the Farmers Insurance.
0: We'll look forward to that then. I think,
1: I think he's more, um, more in the know on in that kind of area than, of than we are.
0: Right.
1: His next question is another good one from Joe, and it's who will win if anyone who will win the career grand, uh, the career grand slam next? Who's going to do it next? if anyone.
0: So you've got, who are your options? You've got Mafferoy, DJ, DJ Spieth, and Mickelson. Brooks. And Brooks, how many, does, but Brooks needs
1: Brooks has two. He has the same amount yeah,
0: as DJ. As DJ. Yeah. Um, so Rory needs
1: it. Phil needs a US Open. That's not happening, by the way. That you don't,
0: yeah, Phil. Not I wouldn't say Phil, but it's always going to be in the conversation. He's worthy being yeah, mention yeah. but he—it's not going to be Phil.
1: It's not going to be Phil. You're right.
0: And I don't. I mean, I can't. I—I I really hope. Well, he must do it at some point. Spieth must come back from somewhere at some point. You, you'd love to think.
1: But Spieth's got PGA, PGA. Just PGA.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which I can't see why he couldn't win it. But his Bre- head's not there, is it? Me.
1: Kapka for me. Kapka for me.
0: Yeah, you're a bit. You're <laughs> a big Kapka fan.
1: Because he's the one, the the tricky one for the American guys is the Open, right? The British Open. Mm-hmm. There's tricky one for these American guys and I think Kepka is a better oh shit I'm I'm backing myself into a corner you here. I think
0: Kepka's a like, better links player than DJ. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah I back yeah basically yeah I'm not yeah I I back Kepka I I back Kepka over DJ around round round links. got the major here.
0: the major mentality
1: He's got the juice, isn't he? He's got the major juice.
0: But then again, this like he is has been he hasn't been recreating the form he was in.
1: Oh come on. He, he finished what? He finished in the top ten at the Masters and like didn't even break sweat.
0: Yeah, but he was never it was never like, oh Kepka's gonna win.
1: Yeah, yeah, but he didn't even he didn't even break stride. He didn't even get out of second gear. And he and he was in the top ten.
0: But yeah, I like he—he
1: think... he, he looked average all week and still made a top yeah. ten. Like imagine when he—he he, he doesn't even have to turn on full. He doesn't. He just needs to get into third gear and he's in a playoff. Yeah, yeah, exaggeration. But you know, you know what I'm saying. He doesn't even have to have his best game and he can win. He can win a major.
0: That's obscene. Yeah. Well, I—I I like. I, st- I still like. I like Rory for the Masters. I just think. Oh. I mean. It's gonna right, less it say. has to happen, so yeah, Rory Rory for me. I'm
1: gonna go I'm gonna go Brooks, even though he needs two and there's others that need one. I, I wanted to stick my neck out on the line and go speed there, but I feel like that would just be idiotic at the so moment. No, you
0: can't back you just can't you can't justify it. <laughs> I think McElroy yeah, you can't. this whole sort of two masters in six months could be what he needs. And he like
1: he Yeah. Maybe. he's
0: got it he's, it's there he knows how to get around it he's, he's got it there he just need. it's just that it's, we mentioned it last week get the Thursday demons <laughs> out of his head and he'll be fine
1: maybe 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 right so your answer is Rory and mine is Brooks you can't really argue too much with either of them um, next question is from Nick Denny it's a, it's a inappropriate one shock from Nick one year of playing like DJ, so playing golf like DJ, or one hour in bed with his wife?
0: Um, <laughs> um, with you've, the golf. Lost, you've lost your head. You've your head. I'm cleaning up my act after last week.
1: <laughs> your head is. I've asked you that question. Your head's clean full a lot. with <the> golf. <laughs> okay, so I've thought about this one, and I'm also going to go with the golf because think about how much. If you're playing like DJ for a year, that means you can play on tour for a year. How much are you making on tour of your DJ? A few, uh, a few you blocks. know, what five, five mil, five milli, something like that. Yeah, that's enough to set you. Life, and also if you wanted many other hours with other beautiful women then you could so do so potentially with that. it
0: could help you out potentially Potentially, but not to, not that you're <laughs> suggesting anything about women
1: no I'm not but your reaction to that the question being asked just, <laughs> absolutely <filthy. laughs> let's, move yeah, fully, let's
0: move on swiftly let's move on swiftly
1: you've fully lost your composure for a, a good five seconds there <laughs> right the next question is done it's from jamie our new you know future, flatmate.
0: flatmate
1: yeah future flatmate and is why don't alligators live on the uk courses what a ridiculous question just move on move on jamie what the heck? you know why alligators aren't on uk golf courses they don't roam around in the you know, the parks of Surrey.
0: You, I mean, you've just given him everything you want, he wants there.
1: I'm going to give him more as well, because there's more from Jay. Um, this one, next question is from Tom, Tom Clark. Tom Clark 6 on Instagram. Your mate
0: from uni, correct?
1: My, yes. My very good friend from University. Um And it's, been, you know, and... <sighs> an uninformed one coming from someone who's just taken up the game of golf which is is cool is fun um he said why don't pro golfers use golf buggies um and I can't think of a good reason as to why they don't
0: (laughs) it would just be shit wouldn't it shit to watch
1: would it it would speed it up why would it be shit to watch
0: it's just like you, just... you get the like. I mean, we don't have fans at the moment, but when there are fans, <laughs> a drive up the 18th fairway is not going to be the same as yeah, a walk on yeah, yeah. the 18th fairway.
1: True, and logistically, with running people over and shit like that, it might be more of a nightmare if you've got buggies zooming around and, and lots, you've got lots of people and things like that.
0: The sort of state of the the like buggies aren't great for the course, are they?
1: yeah true but those golf yeah the golf courses are in pristine condition and they want to keep it that way
0: yeah
1: that's a good reason but yeah it's, it's, it's an interesting, interesting question play. I don't know
0: yeah I guess it's just tradition
1: it's a, goal, a game of tradition because John, John Daly at the one of the majors one of the majors he won I think the PGA he was playing but he had a bad knee and he asked if they could he could use a buggy to get round because he had a bad knee and they said no
0: they made exceptions didn't but
1: they No, they didn't.
0: I'm sure they did.
1: I was sure they didn't. I was sure they said... Oh, did I? I was sure it was quite contentious at the time, I
0: thought. Uh, I guess there's a question in that. Do you prefer walking around or do you prefer a buggy?
1: I prefer... It depends on the vibe, but I prefer walking if it's in the UK. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Uh, I I'm definitely prefer
1: No I pref- no, I'm going to say I prefer walking if if I if it's if I'm trying to play well I I lose my rhythm in buggies I I feel like I like the little I like the break in between, more of a break in between yeah. shots
0: But in Spain, you're in Spain or somewhere hot
1: you need, you need it got to be it is a necessity yeah you're right All uh, right moving on from bug buggies we're back with JME who says who gave the sixteenth hole permission to be that sassy? <laughs> I get.
0: I no. think he put something about know. this on the group. Yeah,
1: I don't know, Tope. Who did give the the sixteenth hole permission to be that sassy? I think.
0: I think the premise of his question is: Why does the sixteenth hole always seem to be a sort of crescendo hole or a
1: sharp-edged tooth Just like, knifey yeah, hole?
0: Like a, somewhere where things happen
1: I really I don't think he's said that I don't think he's said that for that reason I think he's just said something to to make us like say something stupid on the podcast mm. he doesn't know I was know thinking about, about it though he doesn't know about
0: obviously uh, Augusta course, the 16th is a is a memorable hole
1: no yeah it's fairly toothless and I was thinking it's about yeah
0: but it's a exciting hole I was thinking. Yeah, true. Do you know the Rocket Mortgage? Is it's that, a, is that the sixteenth hole?
1: I don't know. That you are right though. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, you know the Honda Classic. That you know there's a lot. And I was around that golf course that you know where there's something that where it it goes on.
0: And I was thinking about no. the courses we play, like Fox Hills. The sixteenth is memorable on both.
1: No, it isn't. This is flat on Bernard Hunt. It's a, uh, I mean, on Long Cross, it's a flat par three. No, no on Bernard not. Hunt, it's a flat oh, par three. Head oh. hole.
0: Long Cross, it's the downhill one, yeah? Over the pond? No. Or is that Bernard Hunt? That's Bernard Hunt. No, well,
1: that's a nice hole, but Bernard Hunt is a flat par three. It's, it's like a gap filler fill hole. About two hundred yards,
0: three wood, <laughs> um, <laughs> and the rest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, Jamie. Yeah, thought... I don't know why it's so sassy.
1: Yeah, I think you raise a good point there, though. I think it's a good hole if you're talking about match play yeah. and competition golf to have, to have an interesting That's hole. That's
0: what I was thinking. So maybe when it like you're maybe getting it's... into the the final.
1: Crescendo of the round.
0: 16, you're likely to have a lot of games about to go dormant or about to finish. So
1: Yeah, true.
0: Like so, yeah, Jay,
1: that's why, the that's why the 16th is sassy, Jay. Um, we've got another one from Jay, and it's, are you a tight list or a bung list, man?
0: I'm a Nike late ball man. You can look that up, Jay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think if you're a tireless man, it might upset a few people here. But if you're a tireless man, then you're a bumless man.
0: Consistently,
1: from from having worked at Silvermere for a few years, it takes. It's a, there's certain type of people that come in and and want tireless stuff. So like when you go and buy golf clubs, you can go with an open mind and you can get custom fit for the best golf clubs that. Fit you and perform the best for you. Very rarely did that, did when I was there anyway, did that come out as tightlist. But the people that buy, do, that come in and buy tightlist come in saying, I only want to look at tightlist. I don't want to even look at anything else. They'll only look at tightlist because it has that kind of brand image of being quite premium. But their recent stuff, at least the stuff that I came into contact with, is not particularly great.
0: No, for, for me. Was I just think I only think about balls when
1: I think about Titleist. tie list yeah yeah that's that's fair enough but they do have a lot of staff players as well which I think is where they get that premium brand from they have a lot of tour players and they're like oh well if if the tour players are playing it must be good well no not necessarily because the tour players the top ta- the, the, the the irons and stuff that tour players use is there's only so much you can do with a with a, a
0: blade a blade. pure
1: blade cavity cavity less iron like, they're all the same. They're all very similar. So, yeah, uh, I, uh, I mean, for, for the average golfer, I would say Titleist don't make the best gear. Um, Do you think they make so,
0: the
1: best ball? So, uh, yeah, probably. It's up there. I mean, I'm not a particularly fussy ball guy. As long as it's a half-decent ball, then I'm happy to use it. Um, Did you see that?
0: Yeah, um, I, I watched not, the Rick Shields video a few weeks ago. Wilson, if staff have brought out a paintless God. ball which supposedly apparently the painted layer on a golf ball can create it to not fly straight interesting but yeah
1: interesting. right next question going back to there's a lot of questions from the same people because yeah, we don't have thousands of followers back to Tom Clark Tommy do you think? Well, let's answer this one quickly because we've spoken about it a lot in previous episodes. Do yes or no answer. Do you think long drives are killing golf? No. no, as well. I I agree. I don't think I don't think it's killing golf, but I I think I will. I said one word answer, but I will say I think don't think it's killing golf, but something I think needs to be done about it. Something with the ball, probably. Listen
0: Next back one. to episode. This, three or four for our debate on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, This one is directly at you, Toby. It's not so much a shot, but it's a question. And it's from Dan Sharp. I don't know who Dan Sharp is. Must be one of our like random followers that we get. Um, And his question is how big a stake is Toby willing to bet, uh, to place on beating me over 18 holes?
0: We've already got a bet on, I believe. Let's
1: talk. Let's talk let's about
0: talk it. A bet
1: on. I can't remember. I'm racking my brains. No, come on. Yeah, you know, you might have a bet on, but let's. Like 18 holes against against Dan. How how much of your hard earned cashola are you willing to put on the line? Because I back you, by the way. Nine times out of ten, I think. I think. I, I'm getting a bit a little bit. I I, I honestly believe eight times out of ten, you beat him.
0: Yeah, I think... On the golf course i I'm I'm not saying that he can't, doesn't have it in him to beat me, but I think I could beat him. But if I, if I was having a bad day, he was having a good day, he could easily beat me. I don't know.
1: Okay, so come on then. 20 quid?
0: 50 quid? 50 quid?
1: 50 quid? 50 50 quid, Dan?
0: The green fee would be... I think that's a good bet the green fee
1: you said I prefer 50 it's more got more grit to it
0: which is probably the green fee that's fine
1: (laughs) (laughs) right we're back with Tommy Tommy says actually let's combine this one because Tom says if there was a golf Royal Rumble who comes out on top and um, Nick Homewood says Bryson or Brooks in a fight so I'm gonna answer Bryson or Brooks in a fight first. And I'm gonna say Brooks wins the fight, just because I think Bryson's a bit of a wet flannel. And even though he's massive, I think Brooks would just do him in. Um,
0: yeah, Bryson would be like Value Ev. Brooks would be like David Hay.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd just pummel him, wouldn't he? Um, if there was a raw okay, if there was a raw rumble, who's coming out on top? Raw Rumbles wrestling, right? So I'm going to give you a trio. I'm going to, and, and I'm going to go with the trailer boys. I'm going with, I'm going, <laughs> I'm going with Willie McGirt. I'm going with Charlie Hoffman and
0: Jv oh Holmes. Crap.
1: Who's the last one? J.B. Holmes. <laughs> I, uh, they're, they're my trailer boys just because I feel like they look like they're from the very center of America and they look like, they all live in a trailer together wearing like wife beaters and drinking stella. Um, so, I, I think if there's a Royal Rumble and you can have like a little tag team, I think they're, I think they're just, they're just be rough and ready and they'll just, they'll just get stuck in. So, that's my answer, Tom. J- Google, Tom doesn't, won't even know who they yeah. are. So, you, a lot of people might not. You have to Google Willie McGirt, JB Holmes, and Charlie Hoffman. They're my Royal Rumble winners. Over to you, Toby. I'm You're trying to think. In, in, in,
0: <laughs> no in, one's God, really. That, interesting, is that? No one's that scary. But I'm thinking people with tempers. So maybe John Rahn, big guy. Riley Mutt.
1: Yeah. Tyrrell Hatton, yeah. little pocket pocket. <laughs> little pocket.
0: And then I was thinking, oh. I don't know, he looks like a big softy, but. He is a bit. He likes to flex the rules. So maybe a little Patrick Reed might do you something dirty, like kneecap you or something.
1: <laughs> uh, he, he'd take a. He'd he he'd, he'd be the one. He'd be the guy that would like bring the knife to the fight. Yeah, wouldn't he? exactly. Like you'd you'd agree, you'd you'd agree to turn up with a raw rumble, and he'd have a Just little knife the, stuck. in the kneecap with a
0: with a flip blade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Patrick so you're you're going with Patrick Reed to win with a flick blade Patrick
0: Reed, yeah. Tyrrell Hatton and John Rahm versus JB Holmes Willie win- McGovern and Dolly Hoffman <laughs> certainly one winner there those three what, if, might have if, your three might have shotguns though so yeah uh,
1: <laughs> let's not get into that that kind of debate right on to the uh on to the next, next batch of questions. This follows on nicely. It's from Tom again. He's posted so many questions. But we're going to answer them. Who's the biggest cheat in golf history and how did they cheat? Um, and I think this is a difficult one to answer because it's... Golf is very... You have to bring yourself up on all the rules. And I don't think... There's an obvious answer to this, and it's Patrick Reed. But I don't think it'd be very fair of us to just brush him with the biggest cheat in golf no, history. I, I don't know it. If, you,
0: you I, if you're looking at people, on, cool I don't out. know the history. I can't really, I'm thinking, I can't think of many players that have actually broken the rules.
1: No, I know. But if you speak to the spoke about it in the media the other day about he said, Yeah, I've seen loads of guys cheating, but it's very difficult to bring it up, prove, you the know. Big,
0: the- the person it, that nearly ch- tries to cheat the most at the moment is Bryson Deschambeau.
1: I don't know if "cheats" the right word. That I,
0: fire ant, that I fire think, ant thing, is the most recent controversial thing.
1: Okay, okay, but I don't think that's. Che- I think using he's board, that's borderline, but I think that's more using the rules to your advantage rather than like flat out cheating. Whereas Patrick Spirit Reed the got game, caught though. moving sand. Yeah, yeah, that's not cheating as such. Spirit of the game, you know, he's bending the rules to gain an advantage. But Reed was moving sand in a freaking bunker, like, and got caught doing it. And it was blatantly obvious. Got caught on camera. But
0: then, who was it? I think it was Rahm nearly got caught recently for his ball moving when he won at Memorial.
1: Yeah, that's different, though. But
0: yeah, yeah, Reed's the the obvious
1: answer. in a bunker it was cheating Rams you know you, you get things where balls move you get penalties for it it happens it's going to happen to every golfer out there but it's not always intentional you can get penalised for something that's not intentional doesn't matter your intentions whether it happens or not you're still going to get penalised for it and the rules are changing and evolving so that it's moving more with the times and you're not going to get penalised as much anymore if something happens that isn't 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 in your control and isn't intentional um, but
0: there's a lot of silly rules yeah. in golf. I don't need to
1: get I don't want to answer that one, so I'm gonna skip that one. But we've given you an answer <laughs> if that makes sense.
0: If you want to take cheat right, in a back? different sense of the word, it's got to be tiger back in yeah. his player days. What's that mean? Well, he, he was a prolific womanizer when he was married, wasn't he?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll go target then. Um, Toby, if you had to, this is not my words, this is back. We're back with Dan Sharp. If Toby, if Toby, not me, so I'm not going to answer this one. If Toby had to shag one male golfer, who would he shag? No comment, it's not that kind of
0: podcast, Dan.
1: Be McElroy, wouldn't it? We're
0: no? not having that chat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Simon Fozard. This is the one where shout out Simon, because this is a good really good question. I'm gonna slightly change it because
0: Give it to him how and change it. then change it. Don't just I will. I
1: will, I will. Who's the best player that will never win a major again? The obvious answer to that is Tiger is Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Like, that's easy. That's, that's who would both agree, probably has the least chance to win a major again, and he's the best player. Yeah. But if you change it slightly and say, who's the best player that will never win a major? That's a more interesting debate. Yeah, that
0: is a big debate.
1: Best, best players never win a major. Or who won't win a major that's currently He's got
0: to be a current player. Yeah, you know,
1: there's so many guys. Well, no, it doesn't have to be. Colin Montgomery never won a major. Had so many chances. Um, God, like there's English guys. You could English guys all over the shop, isn't there? There's Poulter. There's Lee Westwood. There's Luke Donald. There's Paul Casey. Um.
0: I, mean, I think to uh, my answer for this. I mean, I really hope he does win another one again, but currently, it's hard to see it happening. And it would have to be Spieth, given how prolific he was when he burst onto the scene. If he doesn't win another one, that would yeah, be heartbreaking. That's,
1: that's a good shout, and that that directly answers Simon's question as well. Um, I'm just I'm racking my brains. The, to think of players that, you know, haven't won one. Um, but pre-Sergio's pre, pre Sergio's Masters win, it, you could have said Sergio comfortably to, to the best player to have not won a major. But um,
0: If, I mean... Yeah. I was thinking, like, if you really want to go out on a win like, probably the highest-ranked player at the moment that, I don't know, will ever win one would probably be Patrick they? If you want to go really, like... He's the highest ranked player. That there's doubts whether he'll win. One. On. Him if Simon wants yeah. to straight up. I think Spieth is but yeah, better. Than Spieth that. is the biggest shame, and he was so 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 good when he was winning. He was yeah, the best. Like he was just. Let's hope he gets. If he was hot at a tournament, like no one else is touching him.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right, let's start rattling through him. Tom Clark back again. John Rahm is the greatest water player of all time. Agree? Do you agree the, or not?
0: The what player,
1: the best water player.
0: Uh, yeah. What is that about the skim shot? Yeah,
1: I'd assume so. Yeah. So we're we're gonna say yes to that. Jamie Gibbons' favorite club, but he loves Infernos.
0: Um, I like Infernos too, uh, but. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Cherry Bay zanti has got the best memories um,
1: I'm going to go I'm going to go hometown because I've been there so many times I go for them in Hertfordshire yeah. shout people. out to you and are,
0: well best club night would be Fruity Leeds University Union um, best golf club um, favourite golf club to hit would have to be my four iron
1: no we'll come on to that in a minute that's there's another question that's saying that one. Um, have you ever hit a shot backwards? Um, yeah. I probably have, but I can't remember it particularly. That's Tom asking that. And that's, I know for a fact that that's a direct shot at Jordan, or uh, my other un- univer- good, very good university friend. Uh, we went and played the other week and he hit, I think, two shots that went backwards. And I don't really know how, but it happened.
0: What's the shortest putt you've ever missed? What's the shortest putt I've ever missed? Inches.
1: (laughs) Like inches, probably. Yeah, just not paying attention. Right, we're we get we're rattling through them. Tom asks again, why don't tour pros use yellow golf balls?
0: Because they're
1: ranked. I think the simple answer. I think no. I think the simple answer to that is that the top end golf balls aren't made in yellow.
0: And so why would you the they're premium golf
1: shit. yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's one that's one way of saying it Um do you think golf crowds should be more like darts crowds
0: no no I think it has its place though I'm going to say no like, yes. we mentioned the rocket mortgage earlier okay. that is an insane tournament and you know that it's going to be like that
1: but don't you mean the phoenix
0: oh yeah I keep saying the rocket mortgage
1: yeah, the Phoenix. Oh yeah, and that's sixteen. Yeah, that's what You're I talking meant. about Sorry, Rocket mortgage and. 16. Yeah. yeah, the Phoenix. Feen- I think yeah, I, I agree with you. There's a time and a place. There's a, there was already a few events a year. The Phoenix Open in the USA is raucous. They have the they hold the record for the most amount of fans in a golf course over a four day tournament. Um, the 16th hole is just ridiculous. So much noise. The players amp the crowd up, get them to shout while they're swinging. It's crazy, really good. Yeah. Ryder yeah. Cup as well. You get People your get, fill of you it. The Ryder Cup, I'd say. yeah. So you know, time. There's, but yeah, time and place. Not every crowd, but some crowds, it can be appropriate. Yeah, and also to mention, in Europe, they brought out the golf sixes as well, didn't they? Which was a different format, a team format. And that again was encouraged for a, a better atmosphere. It's going to drive more people to the game. Having odd events that they are more, it. you know, enjoyable for crowds. You hated it. I thought it was quite good. Um, next golf. What golf? Uh, next question is from Jordan, who is who okay. Tom was calling out earlier. Um, who's the longest? Who has the longest drive out, Toby and Matt?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> moving on uh, again from Jordan what golf clubs do you currently use and what clubs would you love to get your hands on
0: um, I could take that I have a full set of ping G's from driver down to pitching wedge uh, then I have an Odyssey uh, Rossi 2 putter with a 38 inch longer shaft and I have some <laughs> Cleveland wedges that I can't hit for shit that I got on eBay a few years <laughs> ago.
1: Nice. So I I have a um, Callaway Rogue driver with an X-Flex Fujikura shaft, um, M43 with, with a hazardous stiff, heavy stiff, um, a Strixon, Three iron, I think, with a stiff ladies. Miyazaki, which is really, which is what three iron ladies, what are we on about? Um, yeah, I, I need something a bit heavier in that, though. And then I've got KoAX forged irons, which are like small cavity back.
0: Yeah, I hate your um, irons, I've tried to hit your irons, they're too small. Mm-hmm.
1: Cavity about blades, which I had reshafted in project XLZ 6.5s, which are really really nice. I love my golf clubs. i definitely, um, uh, yeah, to answer the next question, what are you, what would you love to get your hands on? Um, um, I, like, I, I, I really like my bag. Oh, and I've got an Odyssey wide blade putter red, and it's red, it's nice, really like it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not really interested in getting anything else in. I've got a pretty nice set. I'm very happy with them.
0: Um, I'd like a Scotty Cameron putter at some point Instant. in my life. I like... Yeah, I you won't, won't be able, to, able to, to hit it very well. Uh, I would like, wedge-wise, the sort of tailor-made ones that rust. I or, like, the the big toe... Is oh, it, okay. like, big toe tailor-made? I think they're quite cool. There's a- a high
1: is a different one that does rust. The, the face rusts you peel cool. it away. It's a bit
0: cool. um, I'd like... I'd, I don't know if I'll ever be able to hit them again, but Mizuho... Not Mizuho. Mizuno. Irons. And yeah. my dream driver back in the day was one of the Nike coverts when, uh, like, with the red head. That McElroy used to absolutely rip. When yeah. McElroy did that, did a advert with Tiger Woods where they were like on the range, yeah. um, and they sort of keep making hole in ones and then start hitting it all over the shop. That would have been my dream driver back in the day.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. But my cool. Ping
0: Gs nice. are pretty Some ping looking golf clubs.
1: Yeah, you got a nice set. We both got a nice set. I'm I'm happy with mine. I tinkered with mine quite a lot over the years. And I'm yeah I'm at a place where I'm pre it. the irons have been exactly the same other than reshafting them but I'm yeah I'm now very set yeah. on on what I've got in that maybe a hybrid or oh, no, I need a heavier shaft in that three iron to make it more more playable because that three iron shaft is a bit whippy it's quite a light it's quite very, a light stiff
0: God, they're you a long term investment aren't they like, I wouldn't there's nothing I'd I would I can't see myself buying any new golf clubs. Anytime soon,
1: no lead, lead. So, for
0: Jordan, who I also believe same is a with, new golfer, me. if he's considering yes, buying clubs, make sure you get fit and get a proper set that you like first time. Don't buy based off what me and Matt have just, re- have just <laughs> said we own.
1: <laughs> no, he, I, he, well, to comment on that, he's already bought it. He's bought a secondhand set of irons off eBay to get him started. Yeah. He's got a set of teammates. I think that's
0: the way are, to go. Yeah, if you're getting nice. into it, do a year, a few years. Like I did it with my dad's clubs for quite a long time. And then once you've are you're decided you're going to take it yeah. seriously, <laughs> splash of cash.
1: Then you can make that investment. Yeah, then you can make that investment and get, get yourself a new set. But yeah, definitely the way forward for new golfers is eBay Get yourself a second-hand set because you can still get you can still get a really good set of golf clubs. The irons that Jordan's got are really nice, and Tom as well because he uh, he has some similar ones. But yeah, new golfers definitely get get yourself on eBay. Don't spend too much money. Um,
0: My brother's got some good clubs off golf. Yeah, golf bit is good. has got nice putter.
1: Golf bit is nice. slightly more expensive, but you know what you're getting is probably better quality. Not better quality, you're more guaranteed on what you're getting. Um, Right, best golf course you've ever played on. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. But UK-wise, I'm going to go Hailing Island. I love Hailing Island. I love Lynx Golf. I love Hailing Island, and I also love Royal Sinkports, which is Kent. Way, which held the opening like 1920 or something like that
0: I'm not very um,
1: that's a great two great. I'm
0: not very well travelled golf wise in the UK but I want I'd I'm planning. Yeah. I'd like to book Wheelchair. next year um, a couple of weekend trips around the UK go play some nice golf. yeah for
1: sure for sure that was from Jordan again so thanks everyone for these questions there's some pretty decent questions in here um Rory Carter says, what year is Toby in? What school year?
0: I mean, can he comment when he's five foot so- one?
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, right, next question. Um, Bogies and Beers says, fancy a round of golf somewhere next summer when all this COVID shit yes, is gone. Absolutely, Bogies.
0: Yes, mate. I, I want to get it on. 100%.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We we definitely need bogeys and beers on. He's probably our most loyal, one of our most loyal fans. I feel like in the new year
0: though, I feel uh, most- I like, feel like he'd be wasted on one of the tournaments we've got before Christmas. So we'll we'll stay in touch and we'll yeah. get you on new year and we'll plan something.
1: Yeah. Rory Carter says, where does Happy Gilmore rank in the list of all-time great sporting films?
0: Um, I'm not that high on my list to be fair.
1: Yeah, neither. I think we can move on from that. I'm not I'm not a great film guy though, so I'm not a great person to ask.
0: Um for Rory Rory's big rugby guy. Nothing on Invictus.
1: Fair enough. You heard it from Toby. Um Charlie Griggs says, Is homeward a prick? Question mark. I um, find him
0: pretty funny. Looking forward to going on holiday with him.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be... Uh, I thought it was funny when
0: he would just... Like, On oh, Masters be... week, he just FaceTime us out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that was a good laugh. Yeah, big up. Big up, Homewood. Shout out, Homewood. Shout out, Charlie, for the question. Um, Dave said... Dave says how many shots is Dave going to win by um, in the Alicante trip? And I'll answer that. There's absolutely no shot of you winning, Dave. Big man Tobes cleaning up this year.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this whole cap well, I mean, for the people's benefit, we've booked a, booked a little golf trip, 12 of us, in June, hopefully, if COVID is all done and dusted. Um, I don't... I see myself as putting in a better display than last time. I've got my coach moving in with me. Um, I don't see Dave Absolutely. winning either. Um, I put my house on Waller. <laughs> yeah, why not?
1: Winning? <laughs> you wanna, you, 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 you. Fair enough. The next question from Dave is how many three-putts will Waller have on the Alicante None, trip? They, it, it was
0: just gimmies. It's holiday.
1: For Waller. Brilliant,
0: but even though, if games, you give given the gimmicks, it's still
1: free time.
0: As will I, as will everybody else.
1: I'm saying. So we're five. playing how many rounds? Five rounds. And there's 18 holes on each golf course. So 18 times five, is that 90?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So I reckon 93 putts, Dave. For Last question is from your friend Jamie Russell, or is it Jamie Russell, Russell Jamie? I'm pretty sure it's Jamie Russell. Jr. says Toby. He always says it's to me, but he says ask Toby why his favorite animal is a gazelle. Why is your favorite animal a gazelle, Toby?
0: trying to think what the joke is. I don't think there is one. I don't there, there, is. there is one. It's fair enough.
1: Favourite. The Q and A's done. The Q and A's done. That was uh, that was fun. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Let's get on to the. Let's get on to some South African picks, eh? Okay. The Alfred Dunhill Championship, uh, Leopard Creek. You said you had some good facts for Leopard Creek, so I'll let you do the intro this week because I yeah. don't have any. I just know it's an unreal golf course.
0: Yeah, so we've got the Leopard Creek Country Club, 7 9 yard par 72, designed by Gary Player himself, situated by the Kruger National Park, which is one of my sort of bucket list places to go. Uh, big South African safari park. So expect to see lots of monkeys (laughs) and wildlife on the course. I believe, I believe, if my memory serves me correctly, I remember McElroy playing there a few years ago. Um, Pretty cool golf course. Um, So it's a European Tour event, but it's also one of the flagship events of the Sunshine Tour, which is the South African, the South African sort of national tour. Um, I don't know I'm trying to think if the UK Have something similar but I'm not sure They do but It's a field full of South Africans uh, So yeah That's something to know um, The course is owned by South Africa's Richest man which I thought was quite an interesting wow. kind of Snippet a Guy called Johan Rupert that owns um, I think it's like Richmont. it's like a Swiss Luxury goods company get you some nice Posh watches etc yeah. into yeah. the golf Charles yeah. schwartzl just owns this golf tournament uh, he's got the record golf score there of 24 under for the week uh, he won it in 2012 2013 and 2015 um, he's not so, playing there is he but he's not playing there this week but <laughs> he's owned it for his last well, like, it looks like he came off his master's win didn't do anything anywhere else other than that.
1: Leopard so, Creek country club. So Brandon Stone is the favourite at twelve to one. I'm pretty sure he's got some hot form around this golf course as well. He loves the track. Um mm-hmm. don't have any stats to back that up, but I I know from memory. He was
0: my so I get I mean, let's go straight into it. I did some research Saturday. I didn't have the odds. Um with me because they weren't the field wasn't released they had the field but it wasn't complete um, Brandon Stone was the first name I put down he's just a South African that gets shit done on the European Tour um, he's sixth in stroke games off the tee this year T4 last week T16 at the Scottish Open his last two starts
1: yeah you can see why he's favourite for this week favourite in his, in his home country you've also got Robert McIntyre at 14 I don't he must be playing well. Christian got win.
0: McIntyre got his first win a few weeks ago at the like Open yeah. to Portugal or something.
1: Yeah. Um, Christian Bezadenhout, another Safa who is... Um, he was very, once second
0: on the list. He's 25th in the European order of merit. T15 again last week, made the cut at the Masters, uh, 55th at US Open. Yeah. Uh, Good player. If
1: you're going to bet I think if you're going to bet on someone under 30, I like Haut and I also like Wilco Niebuhr, Nina Nina Bar, who's another suffer, who is he's the uh,
0: longest hitter on the European tour this year.
1: Yeah, he's outrageously long and um, serious serious talent uh, up and coming on the European tour. So if you're looking under 30, I like those two. Um, obviously, we like Stone, but 12 to one is a bit short for me. Um, Right. uh, Well,
0: if anyone is betting and they're thinking, "Oh, Eddie Pepperell, twenty-two to one," do not go near it. That's my biggest tip of the week. Do not go near Eddie (laughs) Pepperell, twenty-two to one. He's been in lockdown, sort of semi-lockdown. He's been out in Dubai, but he was shocking coming out of the last lockdown. Do not touch Eddie Pepperell.
1: Okay, that's a strong. That's a strong opinion from Tobe. I might go stick a five on him to win now. I mean, after oh, you come out and said that, right? I believe let's...
0: Joaquin B Hansen won last week. He's at thirty-three to one.
1: Okay. So. Probably not going to do it. Go back to back, but you never know.
0: But yeah, uh... defending champions Pablo Larrañabal. Okay. Spanish nice. guy. I was trying to think about what kind of player he is, but um, he's so, like, just boring a golfer. I think I fell asleep.
1: So I haven't had... He's a good He's a good putter, but he's not very long. So, you know, it has to take short game-wise. Um, so, you know, I, I like my picks this week, but it's you to go first. So I'm going to let you...
0: I quite like you know, my picks as well. So, it's a field of South Africans, basically. So, I thought go for a South African. Um, obviously, I had, I've had i said I had Brandon Stone and Christian Beside and Hoot as my yeah. first two. But then, not far outside of the 30-1 range is Garrick Higgo. He okay. is 7th stroke average on the European Tour this year. Uh, good on par fives, 4.53 scoring average, and he's fifth in birdies per round on the European Tour this year. He's just cracked the world top 100. He's in at 97, and he's played 15 events in 2020, including two wins at the Open de Portugal and the Sunshine Tour Championship, of which this is another... So the Sunshine Tour is the sort of South African tour that is this is one of the crescendo big events on that tour Mm -hmm. and I like Garrett Pigo
1: okay that's your first pick is it yeah
0: Mm mhm
1: I can't argue I mean you've just reeled off an absolute shit ton of facts as to why he's going to come in and I've got I've pretty much got nothing other than I'm just feeling these players this week my uh my first pick um Came second in the Oh, jeepers the week we had Denny on the podcast that really old guy. I oh, won in Italy, didn't he? Was it Italy? Yeah. And this guy came second. Should have got that tournament done. Really, he's been knocking on the door for a while. He hasn't won before, but because this is no, you know, not huge event in the scheme of the European tour, you know, I think this could be one that he comes in and nicks. Um, it's thirty-three to one as well, and it's Laurie Cantor. <laughs> that I mean, that's about that's about so all, he, all I've got. He's got, got a bit of
0: form coming in.
1: He's got form coming in. He's knocking on the door. He will win on the European tour within the next six months. One hundred percent. It might not be this week, but he will. One hundred percent. Very talented from? golfer. From,
0: uh, England, I believe. Hmm, nice. Could I don't be. watch much European tour so I can't say I've ever heard of him
1: Hang on getting his European tour status up yes English guy um, oh. so he's 174th on the official world golf rankings he's 38th in the race to Dubai um, yeah he came second at the Italian Open Um Fourteenth at the Dubai Duty Free, second of the Portuguese Masters. So he's he is—he's knocking—he's knocking on the door, and I think this could be one. This could be one that you know he's a, a little bit freer to go and go and attack. So I like Laurie Canter at 33. That's my first pick. Go on, nice. over to you. Back to, so, throwing the wheel back. To
0: you. I did. I just—I just said just now, Pablo Larrañabal. <laughs> I fell asleep, but I was only looking at the front of my thing. And I have made a little note uh, under my next pick Pablo Larosable is a good potter. He was 16th in pots per round in 2020. So that's where I've found a good South African potter. He goes by the name of Dean Burmester at 45 um. to 1.
1: Yeah, no, I looked at Burmester.
0: Second in strokes gained putting on the European Tour this year. T eighteen at the Joburg Open last week. T five at the Italian Open. So he's got a good bit of form coming in. He can putt. I like it, Dean Burmester. Two safers.
1: Nice. Yeah, I think I think going with South African is a good is obviously a good bet this week. I think you've gone for two good ones. Um I haven't gone for Safas, having just said that that's a that's a good choice this week. But I'm going I'm going Cinderella um for my second pick. I don't like it a huge amount. I just it's one of the it's one of my field picks. He has got some form. He didn't play well last week. He came sixty first last week, which is shit. He made the cut. He's in South Africa as well, so that's that's what's making me feel a little bit ropey. But he came ninth um, at Aphrodite Hills in Cyprus. Uh, came, t- came tied ninth there. Um, he came twenty fourth of the BMW PGA. He's a he's a veteran European Tour journeyman English guy. Um, doesn't. You know he's been on on tour since 2010. He's huge. He's massive. He's six foot three. Um, he's got one win on tour. Um, is is a long shot. It's a long shot. But he's 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 been fairly consistent over the last few seasons. So, um, it is Stephen Brown at hundred to one, and yeah, some form a couple of weeks back in Cyprus and. I like the odds. I think that's quite... Up. For someone who's been on tour for a long time and, you know, and again, in an event like this that's not a huge European tour event, I think it's the kind of event that you could do, that you could do well in. And 100 to 1 is a very attractive uh, very attractive price for someone who finished nine, two weeks back, even though he didn't play particularly well last week. But, you know, maybe last week was the warm-up and this, this week he's going to turn up and... Shoot lights out, baby. But um
0: Off court yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing to about yeah, yeah. him. Never heard of him. But um yeah. 6'3 doing it yeah, for the I, tall lads.
1: I watched him at Wentworth. Uh he actually he almost he was like first out at Wentworth when I went last year. Um so we were walking around the golf course and we caught his group up and then we were we watched him for a few hours and then we went to walk past it him to go down eighteen. And he hit this shot into the woods that literally came and landed, like, over my shoulder and then hit the floor in front of me and just bounded off. Scared the absolute living daylights out of me. But, yeah, he almost killed me. So the fact that he almost killed me makes me believe that maybe the, something is looking down upon me to guide me to Steve Brown this week. And maybe that might work.
0: Maybe, maybe.
1: Okay. So, yeah, the, the, you know, we're not going to speak loads about this. This is just a couple of people for you to follow. This a few people for you guys to follow this week, seeing as there's no PGA Tour event. It's a, it's a cracking golf course. If you get a chance to watch something on TV, definitely watch it because the golf course is pure. The best uh, that I saw on Brandon Stone did a Q&A uh, earlier on in the day today and he got asked what the best golf course, the three best golf courses in South Africa are. And he said, Leopard Creek is number one. The second is the par three at Leopard Creek. And the third is the practice ground at Leopard Creek. <laughs> so highly rated golf course among the Saffers. And um, yeah, it's pretty unreal, but uh, I don't have too much more to say about other than up the lorry canter and up the steep Brown this week. But um Anything more to say upon the Alfred Dunhill Toby?
0: Just appreciate the stats, lads. I think that was yeah, responding real insight for you there.
1: <laughs> yeah, you show me up this week. I, I like your picks. I like your picks. I've yeah. I still think Steve Brown's got it in the bag though. Um Right. That was a. This ended up being quite a long episode. We thought it was going to be a short one. The Q and A was quite bulky in the middle. We had a lot of questions, but it was quite fun. I enjoyed doing it. If you enjoyed that kind of thing, then let us know. Maybe we'll do it again with some different questions. Maybe we won't do as many, so it's not as long. Uh, but it's definitely something we can do again. It was quite enjoyable. Um, Toby, congratulations on your first point and your first uh, winning.
0: We're going to have a little side bet on the older. Alfred Donalds, keep it interesting.
1: What's that? What's the side bet?
0: I don't know. A drink?
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Done. (laughs) Um, okay. Yeah, well done, Toby. The P and L's the PL's on the rise. We're off the board. Um, We're off the board. I get
0: to keep my advantage for the Maya Cobra.
1: You do, yeah, you do. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bet responsibly. Don't, you know, flog all your peas on the Alfred Dunhill. It's definitely not worth it. Um, Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Peace. Peace.